Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> So if my timing, if the way that I've thought this out in my head and my counting skills are correct, you might be listening to this sucker on Christmas Eve day or sometime around the holiday, going into the new year or Christmas or Hanukkah, all the good stuff, right? And so uh, I wanted to share a couple of stories with you. And I wrote down some notes so I wouldn't forget like some of the main points. But um, I don't even know what I'm going to call this yet. I might call it the four F's of trauma typology. <laughs> it's kind of fancy, isn't it? I might call it, are you a puffer fish or a fawn? I might call it, uh, don't shrink, don't puff up. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but you'll know why. So I, I'm not sure of the title, but sit tight because this episode is going to give us some insight into our own behaviors and the choices that we can make when we find ourselves in situations with people who maybe in the past have been button pushes or um, just people from our family that we often fall into different roles and just our reactions to when we feel afraid or traumatized or whatever. So let me just start with the story because you guys know I love to tell stories. So last night, I don't even know what time it was. It could have been three in the morning, four in the morning. I don't know what it was. But it was one of those rare occasions when both my sweetie and I got up to go pee to use the bathroom in the middle of the night at the same time. The problem was, is that neither one of us was aware that the other one was up. Okay. <laughs> so here's what happens, as you can imagine. I roll out of bed. Doesn't even occur to me to check his side of the bed because I just think he's sleeping. And all of a sudden I get up. And I walk out into the hallway and it's pitch black, but I walk out into the hallway to go to the bathroom and I bump into him. So he's standing there and I literally go, ah, and I say, Jesus Christ, like that. And I literally grab my chest. Like I grab my hat. Like I think I'm having a heart attack. I'm like, ah, like he's scared the shit out of me. Cause it wasn't just like, oh, I heard a noise. Like I literally physically bumped into him. And I was like, what? I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I got up to pee and I didn't hear you. And I thought I saw something. Uh, I thought I saw a light by the fireplace. And like, it was just like a total like collision, right? But like in the dark, unexpected, not on purpose. There's a reason why I'm telling you this. So while my hat is hammering away in my chest, I find myself getting pissed. I find myself getting angry. And immediately the ego mind starts to write this story. 
my poor sweetie's just like now. And I just like walk past him. I go and pee. Now he's standing in the hallway waiting for me because I thought that he like had already gone. Like, so now he, I basically cut the line, not intentionally, but right. So I'm sitting there. My hat is like hammering out of my chest, like, like a poor little rabbit that's been scared to death. And I start to find my mind starting to write all these stories. Why the fuck was he standing in the hallway? Didn't he hear me? What's he doing? Like it starts to like write this whole thing, trying to make my sweetie, like like literally one of my favorite people on the planet, trying to make him wrong or bad or whatever the story was that my ego starts to construct. Now, lucky for me, I've been doing uh, this work long enough. I've been, I've been a spiritual mentor and a spiritual seeker and somebody who's curious about why we think what we think, say what we say, do what we do, go where we go, right? Like I'm just fascinated by us. So I start to realize like, oh, I'm having this reaction. And so I asked myself, and literally this is all happening because this is my mind, right? This is how my mind works. So it um, doesn't matter that it's the dead of the night. I have a very mind that actively comes online very quickly. But I recognize that I'm starting to write this whole story. And then I ask myself, what is really going on here? Why are you starting to get angry and trying to find fault? Like, what is happening? And I realize, like, oh, it's just because I was afraid. I was, my fear triggered, right? It created this, this thing about anger. And, you know, in A Course in Miracles, and I'll do a, probably a whole other thing on this, but, you know, in A Course in Miracles, we talk about how there's only two emotions, love or fear. So anything that doesn't fall in the love category falls under the guise of fear. And that can be shame and blame, attack, jealousy, envy, um, not feeling worthy, like all the faces, all the different masks that fear wears. And one of them is anger or rage. And so I realized like, oh, I'm starting to behave this way because like I'm going into fight mode, right? And it's all being, it's all just a reaction out of my fear. Now, if I didn't have that awareness, you guys, if I hadn't put in the hours, like re really, like, honestly, I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back, but once in a while, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of where I've come from in my life. Like I think back to like me as a Lawrence kid, like in Lawrence Mass, Boston Mass growing up with my Dukes up. And I just think like, wow, I I'm actually proud of myself that I have the ability now to stop myself when I'm having an insane thought and really question and, and know how to ask the right questions to get underneath like what's happening. It, it stops so many um, difficult things in my life from happening. Like it could be like fights and arguments and, and jealousies and, and uh, withholding my love and being stingy, right? Like there's a thousand ways. I'm not saying I'm always successful. Hello. Cause I'm a human being and I'm still clumsy sometimes, but I was like in this moment realizing like, Oh, you're dipping into the four F's right now. Right? So fear is triggering what they call, um, it, you know, you guys, I'm sure you've heard at least fight of fight or flight, right? Um, so we'll talk about these. So this is why I was saying, I wasn't sure what I was going to call this episode because the four F's of trauma typology, and maybe, you know, I always say hashtag, not a therapist, ha hashtag, not a psychotherapist. So maybe there's more by the time that you hear this, but I know of the four. And these are the, the ways that, so we'll, we'll talk about this. So the four basic defensive structures that we have and that develop um, out of our instinctive, their fight, flight, freeze, and fawn. We'll get into those, okay? 
But it's basically we have these four basic defensive structures, which are responses to either our severe abandonment or trauma or stuff that happened to us when we were younger. And trauma isn't, you know, we often think of trauma being like the act, like the very thing that happened to us. But so often trauma is actually really our response to what happened to us and, and how the mind um, writes stories or places meaning on what happened to us that goes into the conscious and kind of gets embedded in the body. But that's a st- whole story for another day. So I'm in the hallway. I'm scared out of my brains. Like I was like, oh my God, Jesus Christ, my heart's pounding. And I realized like, oh, I am having a reaction. And so I'm thinking, well, what I'm doing right now is I went into anger is I was kind of going into the fight and what fight what the fight response is very shortly. is just like we confront aggressively, right? <laughs> so your response, people say, oh, it's when the, um, it's when the, um, the nervous system kind of chooses like, okay, what am I going to do? I have a perceived threat and what am I going to do? So to fight is to confront the aggressor or the thing, whatever we think it is aggressively. Then we also have flight, which is totally explains itself as well. Like we run away from the danger. And then we have the freeze, which is when we are unable to act or move, right? You're terrified, you become paralyzed. And then there's another one that is called fawn, which means to comply with the attacker or the aggressor um, to save yourself. Now, I have probably done every version of these um, in my life. When I was a kid, I would say I was definitely more in the fawn category. And then as I got older, I went into fight, definitely. (laughs) So I was kind of a combination of the fawn and then the fight. So while I'm standing in the hallway and I'm having this thought and I finally go back to bed, and once my nervous system is triggered, it takes me a little while to come back. And I have lots of different tools that I use in my spiritual toolkit to bring me back to this. And maybe you can relate to this. Like maybe right away when I was reading that list of four, you recognize yourself. And the reason why it's important that we know how we tend to respond to confrontations or stress or fear or trauma or whatever is because it often plays out in our life and especially around the holidays. And now I know that the holidays this year might look a little different because of any restrictions on travel or, you know, the pandemic or whatever's going to be happening. But the, but the reason why, like um, on this podcast, I love to talk about things, even if, even if this year it's not possible that you're there in person, like really bumping up against family members or people who normally quote unquote trigger you or push your buttons or whatever, there will come a time when we will all be together again. So this shit is applicable across the board. And I think it's just helpful to know. So as I'm thinking about how I was responding, because I had some time in bed, um, and so I started to repeat my mantra. But as I was repeating my mantra, um, often what happens is my spiritual team, right? Like all of a sudden I was like, oh, this this is actually something that I can talk about. This is actually important, this reaction that I'm having. Because if we don't have this awareness of how we show up, we can easily fall into patterns where we end up creating more conflict and suffering in our life when it's not necessary. So it's wicked important that we as adults take responsibility for our own patterns and our own reactions. And if we can stop ourselves and take that that moment to pause where we can actually make a choice of how we want to respond, right? Out of love versus reacting out of fear, like shit, we'll just get a whole lot better. So 
I don't even say anything to my sweetie. I didn't say anything to him about it until a little while ago when I said, hey, I'm about to go upstairs to do a, a podcast and you might hear me talking about you <laughs> through the door. But know that I'm not mad at you or whatever, but I'm just explaining the story. And I basically had to tell him like what had gone on in my, uh, my mind. And one of the reasons why I'm really excited to talk to you about this is because it's kind of like, this is just what you're getting basically the inner workings of KK's mind right now. So I have the fright. I'm standing in the hallway. I notice myself reacting. I realize I could choose peace instead of this. I start looking at what am I really doing? And I start to think about the four F's and I'm like, oh my God, this reminds me of the time that I heard Brene Brown tell this amazing story about this. And she didn't even talk about them necessarily as the fight, the flight, the fear um, in the fawn. But I realized like when I, when I, when I saw that I watched a video and she was telling this story and this was years ago, years ago, but I love it. And it stayed with me. So I'm going to share it with you, how it all relates to this. And my hope is that it's helpful to you in some way and relatable to you in some way. So I was basically watching this live stream video event. Uh, it was taking place at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. And I've been lucky enough to be there. Um, as somebody who has attended events, I have been there as somebody who has assisted events, and I have been lucky enough to teach there at the Omega Institute um, four times now, um, which is just like one of my favorite spiritual, um, spiritual, what would I call it, retreat centers, um, spiritual teaching places. Like I just love Omega. Uh, so it's been a great honor. So um, I'm off, like I'm on their mailing list. So I usually know when cool shit is happening there. So she was um, having a, she was in a conversation series called, I think it was like, find your own strength. Uh, and it was a conversation with Joan Halifax Roshi, who's an incredible teacher, Elizabeth Lessa, who's like one of the founders um, of, um, and I'm sure you've heard of her, maybe you haven't, but she's also an incredible author and leader, woman's, woman's leader, a great thinker. Um, and then also Brene Brown. So they're having this conversation. And there were some really brilliant insights that were shared that night. But one of the things that Brene said, like really, really struck with struck, like it struck me and then it stuck with me. And I want to share it with you guys, because like I said, I think it might be helpful, especially as the holidays are upon us. <laughs> so, you know, for a lot of people, the holiday season um, can mean getting together with family or people you love, people from your past, your familiars, as I might call them. And depending on the kind of relationships that you have with um, maybe your parents, if your parents are still alive or your siblings, or the rest of your extended family, or your kin. Um, this can either be a wicked fun, like a super fun, or a super challenging time, um, especially, especially if you've had any recent losses, or it's the anniversary of something like, you know, those first anniversary, those first holidays without your loved ones, if anybody has passed or moved on, can be especially brutal, and people can be feeling extra tender. So it's not always like holidays are a blast for everybody. But for some of you, it'll be really joyous. And amen and hallelujah. I'm happy to hear that. Um, but for, for a lot of people, when we have to go back into the fold of our family, um, especially in cases where maybe in the past has been any kind of abuse or addiction or neglect or just a com combative history or any kind of history where things weren't going well at home, um, you know, it can be, it can be tough. It can be tough. So I want to acknowledge that. Um, and so being with family just really puts us face to face with those we love, which is sometimes wicked sweet, but it also, also you guys often places us in close proximity to people that we might regard as, um, being what, what they sometimes call pitas, P-I-T-A-S, 
pitches, which are basically a nice way of saying pain, pain in the ass. <laughs> so sometimes your holidays put you in close proximity to your pitches. And I often say like, even though pitches are ultimately our greatest t- teachers and there's some of our greatest gifts on the spiritual journey. Uh, and if you want to know more about that, go listen to the episode that's called Mentes and Tormentes, and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about because the word tormenta has the word menta right in there. So, um, you know, having, having mentes is great, but tormentes will take you a long way too. <laughs> so here's the thing, even though the pitches are ultimately great teachers for us, like sometimes we just want to get through a meal without feeling bad about ourselves and <laughs> without somebody saying something snacky to us. Or without somebody throwing shade or insults or just saying, and especially with just coming off of um, coming off of the election we just had, right? You know, we just want to be able to have a peaceful peaceful interaction where people aren't throwing insults or, in some cases, uh, like plates of food at each other. So something that Brene said um, that night as I was watching this video um, can definitely help us to navigate anything that might be awkward or irritating or any of these annoying situations that might come up. And um, she told it, she was telling this incredible story about this, this woman, right? <laughs> this woman that she said always kind of like ruffles her feathers. And she's like a bona fide like button pusher for Brene. And this woman had kind of mastered the art of, she called it like asking seemingly innocent questions that were not so secretly disguised as like personal digs. And you can double A men hands if you know exactly what I'm talking about. I have been on the receiving end of those comments and I have no doubt that there could probably be some people in my life who have said, uh, yes, I have also been on the receiving end of you making those comments. And so if anybody who I've ever done that to is listening to, I apologize. I apologize for being a dick. Um, if I did it, especially on purpose, I have no doubt that I was doing it out of my own fear and my own lack of uh, self-love or clarity at the time. And I apologize for that. Um, but so this woman in like, you know how it is like, and I'm not a mom, so I don't have to drive human kids to school or whatever, but you know how it is when you're in the pickup line and like the moms are getting together. So this mother, like this person is like always saying these uh, seemingly innocent questions that are basically not so secretly disguised as personal digs. And Brene said that she could always feel herself about to react to like, I think what she called it was this woman's latest poke at her mothering skills. But this time, this time she caught herself and she paused. And what happened next, as she was telling the story, as I was listening to it, I was thinking, oh, this is what A Course in Miracles would call a miracle. And Brene didn't use like a Course in Miracles language to describe her experience or like what had really happened, but I could clearly hear that there was a shift in her mind in that moment. There was a shift in her mind from fear to love. And A Course in Miracles, that's what we call um, what a miracle really is. It's a shift in your perception. It's a shift in your mind from fear to love. So this woman says some snacky things, some quote unquote, not so innocent question. And then before uttering a word back to her, um, her antagonist, her pitta, <laughs> her big old pitta, uh, Brene started to silently repeat what she calls her authenticity mantra over and over again. And the reason why I thought of this story is that you're about to find out. This is exactly why, is how it relates to the four Fs of the fight, the flight, the freeze, or the fawn. So she says, she starts to repeat this mantra over and over and over again in her mind, which is this, don't shrink, don't puff up, just stand on your sacred ground that God gave you. 
Let me say that again. Don't shrink. Don't puff up. Just stand on sacred ground that God gave you. And she said that doing this helped her to diffuse the situation and it kept her from reacting in an equally unkind way. And this is the part that's really important because what Brene did is she took responsibility for her feel. Excuse me, I just totally burnt. <laughs> she took responsibility for her feelings. She took responsibility for her um, choice that she was going to make, which is, can I react? Am I going to react out of fear? Am I going to react and kind of come out swinging or with my dukes up or make some snacky comment back? Or am I going to choose for love? Am I going to choose the teacher of spirit and not the teacher of ego? And use a spiritual tool in your toolkit. And one of the things that we talk about in my spiritual membership, The Nest, and definitely with my one-to-one clients, but also in my group program, The Nest, we talk about this all the time, about taking radical responsibility for your feelings, the choices that you're going to make, and in the moment, dipping into your spiritual toolkit and choosing which tool is going to be helpful here. And in this case, she chose to use a mantra. Just like I often, like that's how I fell back asleep that night when my hat was like hammering in my chest. Like eventually, after the ideas and the stuff settled down and my hat started, I was like using a mantra to calm myself and to put myself back to sleep. And she, like, again, she said doing this helped her to diffuse the situation. It kept her from acting in an equally unkind way. And I was just like, this is friggin' brilliant. Um, and it totally summarized and brought together so many of the, like, A Course in Miracles teachings that are already so near and dear to my heart. So I want to break them down. So like I told you the story about Brene and what she chose. And so basically when she says, don't shrink, That was her saying, like, don't freeze. Don't go into that place where I try to make myself like unable to move or unable to act. Like, don't make myself small, right? Don't play small. So that's the shrink. Like, don't freeze. And then she said, and don't puff up, Brene. And that's what she's saying. Like, don't fight. Don't get all puffy. Don't get all huffy. Don't feel like I need to confront this woman and be aggressive. Don't be a dick back, right? And when she said, just stand your sacred ground, What she was saying is, I'm not going to run away from this either. I'm not going to go into flight, right? And also part of the shrinking is don't shrink. You know, that's the freeze and the fawn. Like that's the fawn. Like I'm not going to make myself small, right? But she said, I'm going to stand my ground. So she chose to do the opposite of the four trauma responses, which I think is amazing. And she dipped into her spiritual toolbox. So let's break down her don't shrink, don't puff up, stand your sacred gown from A Course in Miracles perspective. So number one, don't shrink. So uh, lesson 153 of A Course in Miracles tells us this, be not afraid nor timid. Be not afraid nor timid. And my spiritual godmother, Marian Williamson, she's known, right, for her famous quote that starts, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond all measure. And, and in that quote, she goes on to say, you know, you're playing small doesn't serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. So in that moment when Brene says, I'm not going to shrink, like don't shrink. This is what she's talking about. Do not be afraid nor timid. Although, like I said, she didn't apply it to A Course in Miracles, but as A Course in Miracles longtime student guide, um, I just couldn't help make these connections in my mind. And then number two, she says, don't puff up. And so here's the deal. It's kind of a natural animal instinct that when we feel threatened or attacked, we either try to make ourselves like small, we shrink, or we try to make ourselves big, right? And we puff up. 
Um, just think about puffer fishes. Think about um, when cats, like they raise their back, right? They hunch, they hunch their spine and their tail gets all puffy. We see it again and again and again, right? We make ourselves big and threatening. You, you put an animal in a corner and a lot of times if they're not shrinking, right? And cowering, they'll get aggressive and they'll start growling or buff, like, you know, like um, growling or uh, showing their teeth and stuff like that. That's all that puffing up. So even if the threat is a mental one and not a physical one, we either cower, we run, or we come out swinging. And I think it's important that we know which one we do. So which one do you do? Because I think, I always say, I think it's wicked important to know this stuff about ourselves. What tends to be your go-to reaction? Okay. Um, and of course in miracles, lesson 153, it also says, in my defenselessness, my safety lies. In my defenselessness, my safety lies. And to paraphrase it, it basically says, the world gives rise to defensiveness. For threat brings anger. Anger makes attack seem reasonable and righteous in the name of self-defense. Okay? Yet defensiveness is a double threat because it then attests to your perceived that's an important word, perceived weakness. And defenses are the costliest of all of the prices that the ego mind would have you pay. So listen to this. For threat brings anger, anger makes attack seem reasonable and righteous in the name of self-defense. That's exactly what was happening in my mind when I bumped into my sweetie in the hallway, okay? It's like I felt a threat. I got sca like scared the shit out of me. And I was like, oh my God. And that brought anger. And then anger made attack seem reasonable. So in my mind, I started writing all these stories. And then I started to get righteous. What's he doing in the like, blah, 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 right? It was just like so stupid. But that's the ego mind at work, you guys. And if you don't pay attention, if we don't pay attention to how the ego mind is hell-bent on keeping us sick, scared, separate from our source, separate from each other, or special, right? All the ego, all those S's always leads to some form of suffering. But of course, in miracles, it goes on to say this, and I love this. So stay with me. I'll, I'll say it kind of slow. Defense, and I'm not saying it's because <laughs> I'm saying it kind of slow because I tend to talk really fast. Uh, it's more on me than you. It's not, it's not you. It's me. Defenselessness, on the other hand, is strength. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. defenselessness on the other hand is strength because it testifies to the recognition of the Christ, the God, the goodness, the love in you. Defenselessness can never be attacked because it recognizes strength so great that attack is folly. It's a silly game that a tired child might play when he becomes too sleepy to remember what he truly wants. And we will not play such childish games today for our true purpose is to save and serve the world. And we would not exchange for foolishness the endless joy that our true function as a child of God, I would say, offers us. I just love this so much. Okay, number three, from Brené to ACIM, Course in Miracles. She said, stand on the sacred ground that God gave you. And so, okay, still paraphrasing here, still paraphrasing here from lesson 153. It goes on and it says this. We recognize that we need no defense because we are created unassailable. Mm. We cannot fear for we have left all fearful thoughts behind. And in defenselessness, we stand secure 
That's the sacred ground. We stand secure, serenely certain of our safety now, sure of salvation, sure we will fulfill our chosen purpose. But then it goes on to say this. I got excited, so I got ahead of myself. It says, be still a moment and in silence, think how holy is your purpose, how secure you rest, untouchable within its light. Oh my God, I just love this so much. I just love this so much, right? It says, we rise up strong in the beloved. Wait, let me go back. It says this, in time with practice, you will never cease to think of God and hear his loving voice guiding your footsteps into quiet ways where you will walk in true defenselessness for you will know that heaven goes with you. You will know that heaven goes with you. This goes back to the heartbeat of how I always talk about try to move through the world with nothing to attack, defend, or prove, right? Try to move through the world with nothing to attack, defend, or prove. And lesson 153 of A Course in Miracles is laying this out so beautifully for us, right? Oh my God. With practice, you will never cease to think of God and hear his loving voice guiding your footsteps into quieter ways where you will walk in true defenselessness for you will know that heaven goes with you. Oh my God. So listen to this. We rise up strong in the beloved and we let our weakness disappear as we remember the spirit's strength abides in us. We will remind ourselves that God remains beside us through the day and never leaves our weakness unsupported by his strength. We will call upon this strength each time we feel the threat of our defenses undermined our certainty of purpose. And we will pause a moment as he tells us, I am here. So I'm standing in the hallway with my hat jackhammering like somebody in Boston, like doing some working on the big dig. Ga, 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 ga. And in that moment, all I have to remember is that heaven goes with me, that the divine is with me, that I can turn my mind to God. I can turn my mind to love. I can turn my mind to the light. I can turn my mind to spirit, whatever thing, the goodness. And remember that I do not go alone. Remember that it's, oh, I, I can be defense, defenseless, right? Because I am built unassailable. I am safe. And so often my mantra lately has been, especially in the middle of the night, I rest in God. And if you don't relate to the word God, change the word to something, your happy word for the G word, right? So I rest in God because I know that the strength of the divine, it moves through me and it's available to me. And I think when we go into dealing with right? Our families or those familiar places where maybe there's these patterns or behaviors or like some stuff that hasn't been forgiven. It can be so easy and so tempting to arrive with our defenses up, with our dukes up, like feeling we need to attack or defend or prove or all this bullshit. And there's no love happening in that. That's why it's not really fun sometimes to get together on the holidays because it's not like everybody is leading with love, but it only takes one person to be willing to let go of the old stories, to let go of the old way of being, to not feel like they have to, 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 to shrink or to puff up or to, 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 to do any of those Fs, right? Fight, flight, freeze, fawn. We can just show up in our forgiveness. We can just show up in our fullness. We can show up in our wholeness and our holiness, knowing who goes with us. And I remind myself this, I think to myself, so if, if I've been created and you've been creative, if we've all been created unassailable, knowing that we cannot really be attacked or defeated, 
if we know that the divine remains beside us through the day, and then if we know that like heaven goes with us everywhere, then what could we possibly have to defend, attack, prove, or ultimately fear? These are the things I find myself thinking about. You know, so when we find ourselves faced with a per person who's maybe not acting their best, hence this woman in the line, in the pickup line at the school, because they're acting out of their own fear, we don't have to react. We don't have to shrink. We don't have to puff up. We just have to take a few good deep breaths to pause, to go into our spiritual toolkit, to use one of those tools, an appropriate tool, and then practice standing on the sacred ground of love. That's all we need to do. So when my ego mind gets triggered by fear, which perfect example, again, in the hallway with my hot hammering, like, like a little bunny, like a little bunny rabbit. <laughs> you know, when my ego mind gets triggered out of fear, it's of great comfort to me to remember that I can always choose again. I can always choose love. I can make a conscious decision to not go into the habitual patterns of my past, my history, my fear, my blame, my judgment, all that shit. I've built up the muscle enough. Again, I'm not 100% perfect. None of us are. But I've had enough practice of remembering my true self and remembering like, oh yeah, I could choose peace instead of this. And these are the gifts, the spiritual toolkit, like all this stuff that I love to share with people. It's why I do this podcast. <laughs> really, the podcast is a gift from my heart to yours, right? For, for people who maybe can't, can't afford to work with me one-to-one -one, or for folks who maybe, well, now the nest, is, the nest is a thousand times more affordable. That's why I'm so excited about it. And it's opening up again, you guys, in January. In January, um, mid-January, I'm going to open up the nest to the public. And if that resonates with your heart, let me know and I'll put you on the, the waiting list. You can just send me a DM or an email, Karen at KarenKenny.com, and I'll put your name on the list because this is where we talk about and practice implementing and integrating these spiritual tools that you always hear me talking about it. So you guys, I hope this was helpful for you in some way that when you find yourself, whether it's with your family at the holidays or at work or in any situation where you know that there's some button that gets pushed or somebody that triggers you or something that's said in any moment, just hear the words, hear the words of Brene Brown and hear the words of me, perhaps, you know, making the connection to A Course in Miracles. Don't shrink, don't puff up, just stand the sacred ground that God gave you and really get to know yourself, how you respond to trauma, how you respond to your own fear, to abandonment, to all the stuff that maybe went down in your past. Because it's really, we just have, they're just defensive structures. And it's in our defenselessness that safety lies. But these defensive structures that show up as fighting to confront aggressively, that's the puffing up, to fl the flight response, which is running away from danger, which we don't want to do. We want to stand our ground. I'm not saying don't run away from danger. There might be times when it's perfectly, like I'm talking in, in the human form, when it is perfectly smart to get your ass out of there, right? When we freeze, when unable to act or to move, that's when we shrink. And then also the fawning, which is when we comply with our attacker to, to save ourselves. 
Um, so know the ways that you tend to respond because it's, I, I just think one of our greatest jobs in this lifetime is to know ourselves. And what I mean by that is to know ourselves, who we truly are as, as extensions of the divine, as God's kids, but also to know our personalities, our ego personalities in the ways that um, it tries to get in the way of us knowing our true, true, true selves. So you guys, I love you. If you are in fact listening to this on uh, Christmas Christmas Eve or Christmas Day or during the holidays, just know that guys, we made it. We made it in <laughs> the end of 2020. <laughs> Holy Jesus, you guys, we did it. Here we are. Um, and um, if you can hear the sound of my voice, just know that I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of my world, a part of my family. I appreciate you. I have so much gratitude for you. And I just hope, I just hope that the new year, and I'll talk about this a little bit more maybe on the next uh, episode, but I just hope that this new year is beautiful for you in so many ways. And just know that I have so much love for you in my heart. And uh, I believe in you and I'm cheering for you. I am cheerleading you. And again, like I said, I'd love to have you join us in the nest uh, my spiritual membership. You can join as a monthly member or you can sign up as an annual member to get um, a discount, a bonus discount of two months free. It's kind of cool. Um, so um, I would love to welcome you in with all the other amazing peacocks as I call them. So I love you guys. Wherever you go, may you leave the people and the place and the animals, the environment better than how you found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. you guys thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the karen kenny show <laughs> i super duper appreciate your time friendship and support and look if something that i shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours i'd love to hear about it so please tag me on facebook or instagram or ig stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. <laughs>